0: Hello everyone and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of people sit around and talk about a show they've either grown up with or have never seen, seen before in their entire lives. As always, I'm Brody and with me is Jesse. Hello! And Caitlin. Hi! And today we are going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 10 of One Tree Hill titled You Gotta Go There to Come Back, which is a song by Stereophonics.
1: With special guest star...
0: Gavin DeGraw. Yes. Gavin DeGraw is in this episode. Spoiler alerts for anyone who has not seen the episode yet. But hey, it's it's been 17 years. It's fine. Yeah.
2: Honestly, the thing about spoilers in this show is the fact that it did air 17 years ago. Which Jesse did learn the hard way last week. Yes. Um, Yes. She saw she made the mistake of clicking on a BuzzFeed article and saw some spoilers about the show and the process. It's true. (laughs) I cannot read anything that BuzzFeed
1: writes anymore, essentially, because I ran across another listicle that had Chad Michael Murray, had fucking Lucas Scott in the thumbnail, and it was about, like, shitty characters. I'm like, well, I can't fucking read that right now. God damn it. I'm the only person on the planet who has to avoid spoilers for the 17-year-old show. Like, ah, rage.
0: Yeah, okay, anyway. <laughs>
1: Thanks
0: Great. for listening, guys. Great. Anyway, so we pick up, this episode picks up literally where the other one left off with Lucas in his room with Peyton on one side, Brooke on the other. They're staring at each other, and it's very awkward. <laughs> and then it like fades away and it's the morning after, and Lucas is in bed alone, and we're one. Casually like,
1: sleeping on his new infected tattoo arm. Just casually in jeans.
0: In, in jeans, <laughs> with the belt undone, but the jeans are still buttoned.
1: Well, you know I what the say. belt undone means? Blowjob. Sure. It means Brooke just left. <laughs> which we find ah, out she
0: did. <laughs> which we find out very shortly after yeah, Lucas goes into the
1: kitchen and he talks
0: to Keith and he starts talking to Keith about, you know, have you ever had to make a really tough decision? And then literally Brooke runs into the the kitchen with Summer. coffee and says, "Hi boyfriend" to Lucas. Uh, so, that's when we learned that Lucas and Brooke are now boyfriend and girlfriend. They're uh, dating officially.
2: And thus became my obsession as a teenager and into my early 20s of calling my significant other boyfriend because I wanted to be Brooke Davis more than I wanted anything
1: this is my first time seeing the show and I call my boyfriend boyfriend so I think maybe you get a pass
2: great
0: (laughs) Yeah, so then we flip over to Haley and Nathan, and they wake up together. Very Still sleepy. in
2: jeans! Haley is
0: also sleeping in jeans. Yep, she still is. Yep, they've uh, all just slept in clothes. It's fine.
2: Not it's fine. just clothes.
0: Street clothes. Yeah, jeans. Clothes
2: from last night
0: in her Ooh. own home. Yep. 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 Yeah, and, you know, Nathan says that he, if he could, he'd just lay here with her forever. And, you know, then they make the comment because I think that's what they were trying to go with with last week's episode was when she told him he could say it was like, are they going to have sex or not? Yeah, well, it turns out, turns out they did not have the sexual intercourse.
1: I thought that's what I thought last week. You,
0: you thought th- like, th- you thought Whoa. Haley was giving it
1: up? Hey, they were going to have the coitus? I did. I thought she was going to fix him with her vagina.
0: Nope, she didn't. And he says. <laughs> It's not about sex for him. He's ready when she's ready for the sex. Good
1: for both of them.
0: Right? It's just so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then to go from sweet to completely shitty, we cut to then Dan coming to the cafe with flowers for Deb. And he apologizes. I'm using air quotes for those who
2: can't see. Because he thinks that flowers are going to fix 17 uh, years of marital problems
0: <laughs> yep yeah and deb deb isn't having any of it she's like yeah nope 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 yeah she then she suggests you know because he says i've got us uh, a, a hotel suite we can go ahead and go away for the weekend it'll be great and she says how about you fix it with your son and have some quality done with your son when that happens we can talk about us Kate okay, thanks bye i got coffee to make
1: you like Barges into the cafe with these shitty, like, $20 flowers. Like, come on, Dan. And calls her Mrs. Dan Scott. Like, if you're coming in with an apology, try using her real-ass name, you know? Like, come on, Dan.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then we get a, a wonderful scene between Lucas and Haley, which does not really help Lucas's case of being a shitty human being, but we're going to go with it. So Lucas tries to explain to Haley why he chose Brooke over Peyton. And Lucas says to her that he's not a bad guy for choosing Brooke over Peyton. And Haley's not a fan of this choice, as we can clearly see. And Lucas says something that literally made me want to throw something at the TV. And he says, well, at least Brooke isn't covered head to toe in issues.
2: Yep. Ugh literally wrote that quote down and then ended it with Lucas sucks.
0: Ah! Because as someone I will personally say, I to- like Lucas Scott. I like Lucas Scott. But it's very hard for me to like Lucas Scott in this very moment right now, you son of a bitch.
2: And well, it's back to like what Jesse was talking about in the last episode of how Brooke is the very high school boy choice to make.
0: Yes.
2: But- choice. like, yeah. But also just the fact that Lucas acknowledges that Peyton has baggage and that's actively why he's not dating her to me is like, this is why you never deserve to date her because yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to, you know, like in any relationship and I, yes, I realize they're in high school. I know, but like I dated people in high school that had baggage and like their shit was my shit. Like, hell, I had friends who had baggage in high school, and it was like, no, your shit is my shit. And I understood that concept as a high schooler. So, like, Lucas, who reads fucking Steinbeck, should be more mature than this
1: lack of steinbeck in this episode though just like
0: and i will say and i'm not and i'm going to try and defend his action just a little bit because it literally just popped in my brain and it makes sense to me at this point is that the entire episode before he was all about wanting to have fun he wanted to have fun he wanted to have a normal like high school fun you know blissfully ignorant to the world Fun time. And with that, he gets that with Brooke. He doesn't get that with Peyton. So I think that's why he chose Brooke. The way he's explaining it to Haley sucks. Yeah. And it makes me, it's very bad. And it makes me not like him. But I understand from his perspective of like, he was shown. All of this fun stuff that can happen when you're with Brooke and he thinks she's fun and she's sexy and she's cute and she's
2: fun and she's hearted And she's like his virginity now at this point. So Fact. There's <laughs> no.
0: another fact right there. Yeah. So, you know, I think with that it's like, you know, I get why he chose her. Was his explanation to his best friend about which girl he chose a good one? No, 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 no. Not only no, but hell to the no.
1: Well, but also we as an audience um, in the episode with the college party when they are like holding vigil over Peyton until she wakes up, mm-hmm. um, she starts exposing some baggage that she has. They both like, that's why it's such a high school boy, like perspective. He's got, they both yes. have baggage. Brooke is just easy, better at hiding it, you know, then. Yeah.
0: And well, and also Brooke's baggage doesn't involve Lucas. Right. Peyton's baggage involves Lucas specifically.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. So, you know, me as an adult who has seen the last nine episodes, you know, go, no one is just not head to toe issues. Like, that's just a person, you know? Fucking yeah. Deal with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So that happens. And then we catch to Brooke and Peyton. And Brooke tries to talk to Peyton about what happened the night before. And Peyton pretty much just lies and says, yeah, okay, great, we're fine. Okay, thanks. Great. Hey,
1: Peyton says, sorry, I left so quick. And I'm like, did you leave quick? Because you were there from the last episode to the beginning of this next episode. Like you were there. You were there a week. Staring at each other for a very long (laughs) time. You were there a week. Sorry. That made me laugh. You were there for a week.
0: (laughs) You were there staring at each other for a week. As far as we're concerned here, people.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I left so quick. Huh? Okay. God.
0: Um, Yeah. So that happens. And then, then we cut to Lucas with Jake, Jake. We get Jake 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 this episode. We get Jake Jake this episode. And he gives him a hard time. He's like, you look like hell. Would you stay up with the girl all night? Or whatever he says. He says something like that. And Jake's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I did. Because you don't know that I have a baby. Yet. Yet. You don't know I have a baby yet. Yeah. So that happens. And then they are like, oh, we got to go to practice. So Jake Jake and Lucas go and they see the rest of the guys at at the gym and the, the doors are, you know, there's a sign on the door that says basketball canceled until further notice and Whitey comes out. and They're all just shocked. And Whitey's like, yep, basketball's canceled. Sorry, guys. Take some time off. Have some fun. Great. Bye. And everyone's like devastated, except Jake's like, Whitey did me a favor. Nathan's like, yep, same. He did me a favor. Thanks, Whitey. And they all walk off. Wahoo. And then we get Lucas trying to talk to Peyton now about how he feels bad about things. And Peyton bursts it off and says, you know, he's a great guy and Brooke is her best friend. So it's okay. It's fine. It's totally fine. Her face says it's not fine at all. But she says it's fine.
1: Yeah. Just. Yeah, I don't know. There's no. (laughs) There's nothing new to say about those two. No, I was <laughs> I was distracted once again by how nice Peyton's car is. but
0: <laughs> ah, yeah, because he's just like hanging. Like that's the thing like she's in her car and he just like hangs on the side of her car and is like, "Hi, can we hi, talk? <laughs> hi, can we talk? I feel bad <laughs> about how things left off. Are you okay? Like I want to check in." And she's just like, you're a great guy. Brooke's my best friend. Okay, now leave me alone. (sighs) Drive out. Yep. It just, yeah. Yeah. And then we go, now then we go to the cafe and we see Deb and Haley and they're chatting about the fact how the cafe's business has been slow. And Haley's like, oh yeah, it's fine because the college is on break. It's fine. It'll pick up. We're fine. But, you know, Karen and I had always talked about wanting to do an open mic night and do some entertainment. And, yeah, so they talk about that. And it's just a really sweet moment that you realize that Deb wholeheartedly approves of Haley being in Nathan's life and her life. And they just kind of, they think each other's great, which is great. Period. I'm here for the Deb and Haley content.
2: Yeah. I also just realized a continuity error in this episode that I will bring up at a later time. Ooh. once we get there. Oh. Mm. But... Uh-oh. Anyway.
0: Great.
2: Like, <laughs> you said it, and I was like, wait a second. Uh, but anyway, so, yes. yes. Haley and Deb. And honestly, like, I want to know what Deb's opinion of Peyton is. Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Here's my here's my hot take on that one. I bet she, not she does not she even she around. does exactly. She has no idea really about who Peyton Sawyer really is because the entire time she was dating her son, they were never there together. Like they were never in the same room. They were never like wasn't a thing ever.
1: Peyton wasn't walking out of the shower with Deb around. Fact. <laughs> but-
0: yes. 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 Right. Yeah, like, gar- I, guarantee a, yeah, we'll like no. I guarantee you, it was a thing. Like, I guarantee you, it was a thing. Like Nathan would be like, "Hey, you know, my boys and Peyton, you, you guys can't, you can't come over. We can't party because my mom's in town. So we gotta wait till mom leaves in a week, and then we can party again." Okay, great, cool, cool, yep. cool, cool. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. that that that's how that happened. That's how yeah. I think that happened. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so then once again we get another scene where Brooke then talks to Peyton again to make sure there's no weirdness between them because you know they're best friends. And Peyton again says, you know, she's cool with it, she's cool with it. Her face tells a different story, but she says she's cool with it. But we do get the one line that will come up again. Hose over bros. Hose over bros.
1: Yeah, I have two co- I, two things that jumped out to me about this scene. One, why does Peyton have that desk lamp pointed directly at her record? Like, I don't understand the. It is literally, I, I don't know. I have a record player. I, it's just right on there. It's it does mm-hmm. it doesn't need light to work, Peyton. Like, no. um. But also, Brooke is just like willy nilly using the Polaroid camera. In 2003 that film is so fucking expensive. If I was Peyton, I would be so pissed off about her just wasting all of this film, stealing this camera that fil- that's it costs like 20 bucks for 10 pictures on the, for that film. So fucking expensive.
0: Do you be more pissed about the camera than you would be about Lucas?
1: Um, I mean Yeah.
0: Well, I guess it would depend. Is it Lucas with Steinbeck or without Steinbeck?
1: Can you really separate them at this point?
0: No, you you really can't. You really can't. Yeah.
2: (sighs) Also, I just, and I, I will say that even though like, I, I understand that, you know, Peyton like lying about her feelings about Lucas to literally everybody, including herself, is, you know, it's a plot it's a plot progression thing It's a plot device, but like, how shitty of a best friend does Brooke have to be to not know her best friend well enough to know that her best friend is lying to her fucking face? Like those oh, or how how self-centered do you have to be? And yeah,
0: that's the one thing that I don't like, yeah, they paint Brooke very badly this whole episode with that like she's just oblivious to the entire thing and like, She's just so into Lucas that it doesn't matter that she's like, you know, stomping all over her best friend to get to Lucas. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah. That happens. Then we get, oh, great. Another wonderful scene with Dan and Whitey where Dan's freaking out on Whitey about you canceled basketball? How dare you? (laughs) And Whitey goes, the game's not fun anymore, Danny. And I'm going to take steps to ease the pressure off of the boys. His words.
1: Yeah. Do you think Whitey, um, his comment last episode about not wanting to ruin the boys or not something? Do you think that ha- that stems from Dan? Oh, like, totally. Because we we know Whitey pushed Dan really hard. Yeah. Right. So do yeah. do you, by by ruin the boys, he means
0: turn them into Dan.
1: Turn them into Dan.
0: Yeah, no, I totally do. I think that's the whole thing. I think he finally I think Whitey, before all of this happened, you know, knew that Dan that he and Dan messed up something along the way. Like it didn't work. And it's it's not a great relationship. And then I think he realized that he was very close to doing the same thing with these boys mm-hmm. that he did. Because he pushed him. I mean, literally, he's the one who says in that, in that episode before about the sun will not rise if you don't win this game. The world will end if you don't beat this team. Right. So I think he took a hard look. I think that was him going, okay, I went too far. I went too far. I gotta take it a step back. It's a game. We gotta remember it's a game here, kids. And that's why he canceled basketball. That's why he's doing this. And, you know, I think that's well, why. And Dan,
2: Dan even brings it up. I can't remember if it was in this episode or the one before but he or he even says i'm not the one who told nathan the sun won't rise if he loses yep. the game
0: it was dan in the episode before yeah and it's he cuz dan blames whitey for pushing him too hard and right. doing all of that so i mean i think yeah i think it's a total you know full circle moment for whitey going yes. oh this method doesn't work i need to fix that more so you know give the boys a break but it's also for me to figure out what am i doing wrong in this situation right you know, so yeah. Then we automatically literally go back to the house and Dan tells Nathan that they're gonna go away for the weekend. And Nathan's just not happy about it, but he doesn't have a choice. So he's going with dear old dad to you know a golfing weekend at a resort. Yuck. So much fun. Yuck. So much fun. Yeah. Then we get some wonderful small basketball montage with Lucas and the boys at the river court. Junk skills, Fergie, and Mouth, they're all back. They're all back. And Brooke shows up. And it's just this b- b- weird scene where it's like, you know, Brooke and Lucas are making out. And the boys are like, well, we won the game. Why don't we get the girl? What's going on here? What, what, what the hell? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then immediately goes to Lucas at the grocery store. And Deb's also at the grocery store. Oh. And she finds Lucas. And they start talking, and he's like, I don't want to talk to you right now. I I, I gotta, I get anything. Yeah, yeah, sure. They, they can do open mic night. It's totally fine. Just, I don't want to talk right now. I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> and then Brooke shows up with a box of condoms oh, and some Cool Whip.
1: So cringe. Oh, my God.
0: Yep. Like, because, you know, better to buy in bulk and, you know, dessert. <laughs> and I Deb like, is just that. as mad. I mean, yeah, no, it's great. It's just, it's mortifying for Deb, you know, and she's just like, excuse me, and runs off. Yeah,
1: as did my skeleton when I did this, just ejected itself from my body. Oh, no, it was, I don't know. What is, what is this whipped cream thing? Can we dissect this? Why? Do people think it's still a good idea? I know this was 2003. I understand it, but why is this a trope that after not another teen movie uh, really took him to task? Why why is this whipped cream thing a thing? People think is sexy. Think it's a good idea. If you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Your tattoo will get infected. Your tattoo region will get infected if you go to ham on that whipped cream, my love. Like, you need to not.
2: <laughs> I love this hot take.
0: Oh my god, I know.
2: But we're also oh. assuming that Lucas knows what to do with that <laughs> Right. This point. Because, right. Right? again, I, I say... Lucas was a virgin two episodes ago. No,
1: right, he's a <laughs> virgin. You're giving a virgin a can of whipped cream and saying, do something? He's gonna fill her up like a fucking hot dog bun. <laughs> That's going to oh, totally oh. throw off the pH of her business. Like, I'm just concerned for Brooke Davis right now. <laughs>
2: So I funny! The <laughs> hottest take we've ever had. <laughs> Yeast infections are no joke, listener. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway. The best part about all this is, of course, when they leave, and Lucas is like mortified that they ran into Deb, and Brooke just tries. And this, this is why I love Brooke. Is Despite everything, she tries so hard to find the silver lining and to be positive because she's like, she tries to be like, hey, maybe by the time your mom comes back, Deb will have forgotten that this happened.
1: Maybe Deb won't go directly to her brother-in-law, who is your guardian right now. Right. (laughs) Oh, wait. Yeah.
0: Oh, wait. That's exactly what she does. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god. It, it was at this point in time that Ben wanted to know um if this is going to be one of those shows where everyone has fucked everyone by the end.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's really even I will
0: spoiler. say this, just, just is yes. not really a spoiler, but there's one pairing that you don't think ever actually happens, and then you find out like years later that you're like, oh wait, that happened. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, can't wait. We'll just we'll just leave you with that one when that happens in like, you know, five years. <laughs>
1: There's so many seasons of this show. <laughs>
0: it's just nine. We're halfway through one. You're fine. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that happened. And we then cut to Nathan and Dan in the car. And they're just having a barrel of laughs. <laughs> Not at all. And Haley calls, and he talks to Haley, and it's really sweet, and, you know, then we just get more excuse of Deb and Haley connecting about Nathan, and it's adorable. And then we get a lovely, hilarious moment where Keith and Deb are now talking, and she tells him about, you know, how she caught Lucas buying the condoms and the whipped cream. (laughs) And I mean, she does say, you know, at least I can take some solace in the fact he's being safe, but still...
2: Poor Keith yeah. is so in over his head.
0: He really is. Because, I mean, his his solution is, what do I do, lock him in a cellar?
2: I was going to ask, is this where he threatens to lock him in the cellar? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Deb's like, no, I think you just need to talk to him.
2: Yeah. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, but just poor Keith. Because you know that this man has spent the last 17, year, 17 years wishing he was Lucas's daddy. And now he is. And he's failing miserably. Right. And I mean, not on Keith's
0: fault. It's literally Lucas picked the time when his mother is now gone to be a freaking wild child and go completely crazy. (laughs) More so than he ever has in his entire life. Right. And now he's just leaving Keith to pick up the pieces of this. Right.
1: When Keith agreed to watch Lucas, he's like, what's the kid gonna do? Sit in his bedroom
2: and read fucking Steinbeck? <laughs> Maybe sneak out to the He agreed to watch Virgin Lucas. None. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He agreed to watch the Virgin Steinbeck reading Lucas. Not yeah. the, yeah. Yes. Not the whipped cream and condoms.
2: <laughs> and bucket tattoos. <laughs> and
0: bucket tattoos.
2: Bucket tattoos.
1: <laughs> Infected bucket tattoos. <laughs> yep. Oh. Uh- <clears throat> Yeah. Um, we did miss, um, I feel like, so Nathan at straight up asked Dan in that car ride, are you and mom getting divorced? And Dan's like,
0: yes, they and, did.
1: And Dan's like, no, she's just going through some stuff right now. You know, whatever shitty, like helmet hair, hot takes he had about his relationship. And Nathan goes, she kicked you out. That's usually the first step. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah insights yeah. by nathan scott which yeah like, just oh chef's kiss they're so good
1: stab him in his sleep which is usually a really good second step
0: <laughs> <So>. yep <sighs> yeah true so yeah so while keith and deb are talking about you know lucas and you know locking him in the cellar um Haley <laughs> has an idea because her flyers for the open mic night suck so she goes to find peyton and they have another lovely interaction where she asks peyton to you know help her with the flyers and make flyers and peyton's like sure but my favorite thing is Haley hands peyton the flyers that she did and she's like can you help me with these and peyton's like yeah what do you want me to do burn them
1: yeah they look like she stole them from like an arts and crafts room of a children's hospital like they're so bad
0: (laughs) yep yeah so yeah so we get another quality you know Haley peyton scene which i adore but and also, then,
1: Haley Peyton's like, when do you need them? Haley's like, I don't know, tomorrow afternoon? Don't you need the flyers, like, before the day of the event? They were actively putting up those flyers on their way to the open mic night. <laughs> like,
0: you're forgetting this is Tree Hill. Word spreads very fast, and um, attendance is mandatory at everything that happens.
1: Except... We find out later that Brooke has never been to the cafe before.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that one. Cause that's a, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> then we go back to the wonderful father son trip and Nathan finds out that, you know, he wasn't even meant to be on this trip. It was supposed to be, you know, Dan and his mom and, you that's- know, he's like, uh, yeah. Really? I was I was the second? I was plan B, Dad? Really? Really? Great. Thanks so much. And instead of like getting a different room, Dan being the asshole that he is, because he didn't want to give up the view, gets right. his son a cot a so cot. he can stay in the king size bed in the suite. Ugh. 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 Yeah.
2: At which point, also, ben, what kind of suite is this that there's not a pull-out couch?
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. But apparently it's a fancy enough hotel that like they're going to take up his bags and also keep his golf clubs and have them ready on the caddy and on the um or the the golf cart for them to tee up that morning. They'll yeah. take care of the golf clubs. Yeah, sure. Great.
1: Yeah. yeah. Ben's hot take was something about plan B here. Something about if Nathan had a, if there had actually been plan B something 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 uh not we
0: a wouldn't video. have a show we wouldn't have yeah. a show if yeah. there was plan B neither one of these boys would have been born.
1: Yeah that w- that was my boyfriend's problematic hot take for this one. They're not always problematic <laughs>
0: but well there you but go. when
1: they are oh when they are
0: boy oh he nobody. he hits it out the park Oh uh, yeah <laughs> we get oh my God <laughs> the next scene? is, you know, we see shadows of Lucas and Brooke, and they're just going at it in bed. And yeah. then the light turns on, and it's Uncle Keith. It's Uncle and Daddy it, Keith. It's, it's Uncle Daddy Keith. And my favorite thing in this whole thing is he asks Brooke to leave, and she's like, oh, hi, Uncle Keith. I. Know. <laughs> and then he's like, bye, bye, Brooke. And she's like, okay, bye. Bye, Uncle okay, Keith. God. Okay, bye, Uncle Keith. <laughs> okay, bye, Uncle Keith. Which, you know, Brooke Davis, this is not the first time this has ever happened to her. She grabbed her crap and left very quickly in a very efficient manner.
1: Experienced.
0: Oh, yeah. And so then Lucas is just, like, pissed at Keith. He's like, Keith, what'd you do that for? I was getting ready
2: to score, man. What the hell? Ugh. And then he says a lot of nasty shit.
0: He says a lot of nasty stuff about it, yeah. And, like, then, but then Keith throws it back at him in the best way possible about the fact that you missed your mother's scheduled phone call from Italy. And Lucas immediately
1: goes, shit. (laughs) I I messed up. I forgot
0: it. I forgot (laughs) it. What did you tell my mommy?
2: (laughs) I was too busy worrying about what to do with all this whipped cream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: God. <laughs> I was yep, at the just,
1: cyber cafe on the internet researching.
0: <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. No, just no. Oh, God. Yeah. But then, you know, Lucas mouths off that none of it's actually any of Keith's business. And Keith, you know, he thinks otherwise that it's his business. It's fine. So, yeah. So they're mad at each other. Great. You know who's also mad at each other? Dan and Nathan, because they're golfing.
2: <laughs> I mean, golf <laughs> pissed piss me off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? Sorry to anybody who likes golf, but Jesus. like,
1: No. What? Golf is on my Steinbeck list. It is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like how it's not a list of <sighs> things you hate, but it's explicitly the Steinbeck list. Yep. I miniature golf, which we
1: talked about in the first episode love a miniature golf situation
0: it's amazing regular golf like no who has time to hit a ball that far
1: full-size golf is where i have an issue
0: yep yeah yeah so they're not having fun which is okay great whatever moving on last no not to
1: contradict you dan is living his best life
0: that's true dan is living his best life nathan is like i would rather die than be here right now great so then we cut to Great. My new favorite pairing of Haley and Peyton. And they are hanging out while they're, you know, they're, they're finishing up the flyers and, and then she's in Haley's in Peyton's room and she comments on her music collection and it's really fun and really, you know, I like it. It's great. And then the next thing, you know, Brooke calls and Peyton interrupts and
2: knows they're home because of the webcam.
0: Right. And then says, (laughs) (laughs) Ah! and says, I can see your scrawny ass on the webcam. And Hi, also, I see girl. you. Hi, tutor girl. <laughs> yeah, it's just—it's like the best. Brooke, Brooke Davis has the best, like, descriptive lines on the planet. Like how she surmises situations and describes people are the best in the show. Complete.
1: Also, I also don't understand how uh, Peyton can invite new people into her bedroom without disclosing. <laughs> The webcam to them, like Haley was just chilling out there, and then
2: Brooks says something about the webcam, and she's like, "The webcam." Webcam.
0: <laughs> and Peyton just yeah. nonchalantly points to it. It's but fine. Also, I how mean, does she yeah. Not
2: know about the webcam being Lucas's best friend because we know Lucas. We know Lucas
0: watches the webcam. It's,
2: also, it's, probably while he's on the cyber cafe looking at stuff about whipped cream.
1: It's fine. <laughs> it's
0: fine. You open that can of worms, Jesse.
1: I did. It's It's a real concern. (laughs) Don't put whipped cream in your vaginas, ladies and gentlemen with vaginas. Please don't.
0: (sighs) There we go. Yes.
2: Last episode, PSA was don't do drugs. This episode, PSA, don't put whipped cream in your no-no parts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Are there palm trees? It, is this North Carolina, South Carolina? Which one? North. Is it, would there be palm trees here?
2: If there there were- are there are some at the beach. Um, yeah, because we talked
1: about geography last week or we two weeks
2: ago. We did and they so they film in Wilmington, which is a beach town, and there are palm trees in Wilmington.
1: Well, yeah, it checks out. Okay, is there were yeah. just I think it's the first time I saw that particular strip um, in the daylight, and I go, "There's a lot of palm trees there." <laughs> yeah. Just...
0: Yep. Yeah. That's so, right. yeah. So, after Brooke They're calls out, Easton. you know, Brooke calls out Peyton and, you know, Haley of like, oh, hey, I see you both. Great, great, great. Whatever. Yeah. So then Haley's like, well, do you, Peyton, do you want to come help do the, you know, panned out flyers and all that stuff? And Peyton's like, yeah. Any excuse to not hang out with Brooke?
2: <laughs> Basically. See, except Basically. No, that's not how it goes. Is oh, that's true. Brooke is Peyton lies to Brooke and is yes. like, No, sorry, I've got to do a thing. And then Peyton offers to help because she's like, I need an excuse. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that way, not my way. It's fine.
0: Um, Yeah. And then we go to Lucas, who goes over to Jake Jake's house because we get another Jake Jake in this episode.
1: Jake.
0: And he's like, hey, yo, dude, you want to hang out? We don't have basketball, so we should totally hang out. And Jake's like, go play basketball. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have basketball, so let's go play basketball. And Jake's like, no, I got I gotta hang out at home. And he's like, well, well, dude, if you don't want to hang out, that's fine. But you don't have to lie. Like he's like he gets mopey about it, which is hilarious. And then Jake is like, okay, fine, I'll tell you why. And he shows him the baby, Jenny, his
2: baby. And (laughs) you've been waiting a very long time to do that, haven't you? Yeah. I'm done with you.
0: I'm so done with you.
1: You want to (sighs) be on this podcast.
0: (laughs) Great. Oh, God. So we got Jake, Jake, and Jenny. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And so, you know, when Jake kind of explains the whole situation, Lucas is seeing parallels between him and Jenny. Because, you know, his mom kept him, you know, away from everybody else. And it's like, that's not the way to live, man. You know, he got, and Jake doesn't he see it that way. He
1: really invested in this baby really fast.
0: He did. I he was... really did. Like, and I get it. I get that he sees the parallels. But at the same time, it's like, dude, not your kid. Chill the F out.
1: You are not the baby, Lucas.
0: <laughs> in the words of Maury, you are not the father. Right. But yeah, anyway, so he gives Jake some words of wisdom about, you know, like, don't hide her, man. Just, you know, show her to the world. It's fine. It's great. Anyway, and then we move on to, uh, of course, my new favorite pairing again, Haley and Peyton. And while they're, you know, flying cars, papering cars with the flyers whatever they do, you know.
2: And record stores.
0: And record stores and everything. They, this is where you know... every
2: agent ever got the idea that street teaming works. Yep. <laughs> I, just, ah! I, just needed, I just needed to say that and shade every agent I've ever worked with. <laughs> <laughs> wow. watched One Tree Hill and then emailed a marketer and said, have you tried a street team?
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah. But yeah, while they're doing that, they, you know, they're talking about Brooke and Lucas, and Peyton firmly believes that she blew it. She just blew it. She blew her chance with Lucas, and, you know, the hardest part for her is the fact that Brooke literally has no idea how much it's killing Peyton, like at all. And Haley reaffirms that she is firmly team Peyton about things, but tells her that, you know, at the same time, Brooke and Lucas deserve to be given a chance, and that's what they both just need to do is chill. Let them have their chance, and I'm pretty sure he at least says something along the lines of like, "I don't see Brooke as a girlfriend type for very long," or something like that. Of like, not lasting very Brooke's long. Not the I'm girlfriend like, oh, type. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, I think she that, calls it
2: not a love for the ages or something, and I was like, "Ooh,
0: ooh, yeah. oofy, oofy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah."
2: Considering that your best friend in question is a literary lover, like that is a very like. Direct yeah. reference to something Lucas does love.
0: Which just goes to show how hard she is on Team Peyton. Yeah. She's Team Peyton. Yeah. So then we go back to the golf game of from Hell. And oh. literally Nathan just loses it. He loses yeah. it on the golf course. He's done with all of it, you know. And he literally is like, Dad, I took drugs for you. To be better. <laughs> I took drugs. To He's be like, keep your voice
1: you. down, son.
0: People can hear you where we're at, away from Tree Hill, and there's gonna be someone who knows and can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan storms off and leaves, and it's like, oh my god, great. Good job, good on you, Nathan, for just if, like, yeah, if, you know what, Dad? Fuck you.
1: Is the I took drugs <coughs> for you, Dad. The new version of
2: I learned it from you, Dad. Is ah. that, is that if, the equivalent, if Dan had done drugs?
0: Yep. I
2: did
1: drugs for you,
2: Dad!
0: Uh... Yeah. So that happens, and then we get a scene where we're at Whitey's house. We go to Whitey's house, and Keith is there. And Justin Whitey for advice about Lucas, because Keith has no idea what the hell he's doing with Lucas. Not a clue. None clue whatsoever. Like, he's, 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 yeah, no. And Whitey, in his, you know wonderful wisdom on his white rocking chair on his wonderful wraparound porch oh i love like, it like uh, yeah. oh yeah he just says you know lucas is a good kid he'll find his way it's fine you gotta let him make mistakes then he'll learn
1: Go or on. he says or you could emulate your brother and smother him with your own
2: shortcomings Ba-pow.
0: there it is yep <laughs>
2: This is where the basketball sirens come in, like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and, yeah, the cheerleaders come running through Whitey's yard.
1: Burr,
0: burr, burr, and burr, burr, burr. Burr. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> Literally, yeah. So then, then this next scene, which kills me, <laughs> Peyton's, Peyton's, you know, fly her in for the show, and she runs into Gavin DeGraw. She just runs into him, just casually.
2: And like, anyone for my continuity here? What? What? So, in this interaction with Gavin DeGraw, when she's like, Gavin DeGraw, what are you doing in town? I'm so confused. I'm a music fan, and I had no idea that Gavin DeGraw was going to be in town. He says he's playing a show at Carolina, the college. But 40 minutes ago in this episode, Haley established that colleges are on fall break. So why is he doing a show at Carolina?
0: Oh, snap. Damn.
2: Anyway. Again, writers, WTF. Yep.
0: No, first, okay, their first strike also, was, was the last Carolina episode that Brooke just popped up. Carolina is
2: three hours from Tree Hill. Ha! Ah, <laughs> just like a said, reminder.
0: Like I said, writers, that's, that's strike number two. Strike number one was yep. the last episode when you had Brooke just pop up at the pizza place for no There's reason. Brooke Davis. <laughs> Running, yeah, it was a run by Brooke Davis. It's fine. And no, then now I this just, like, one with this college mess up. Let, come on, kids, get it together.
1: Okay, so growing up in a small town, if you saw a, like, chart-topping singer in your town, would you go, you're Gavin DeGraw? Is that how you would react to that?
0: No, like, my what? voice would go three octaves higher, and it'd be yeah. something like, oh, my God, you're Gavin DeGraw. Oh, my God, oh, my God, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you,
1: Yeah. yeah. Pey- Peyton went,
2: you're Gavin DeGraw. <laughs>
0: Which just goes to show Peyton's seen some shit.
2: Yeah. My dark take for this episode is Peyton isn't the type of person who doesn't get starstruck because she is. Because she's a fucking music fan. I mean, look at her record collection. Yeah. She's just so goddamn apathetic and depressed that she doesn't care. Yeah. Which yeah. is really sad. Like, yeah like because that is one thing that I will say about Peyton and I think that resonates with me now as an as an adult is I think about myself at that age and how apathetic I was and how adamant I was that everything was fine and that I wasn't depressed and then I watched Peyton Sawyer and I was like and I'm like oh like <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. I think I think her her apathy does, should not be attributed entirely to bad writing.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, at least but, that's that's my that's my hot dark take.
1: My thing about that moment is, so I listened to Gavin DeGraw at this point in time. I know every word. Oh yeah, happened, same. Right. I don't know if I could pick De- Gavin DeGraw out of a lineup. I don't know if I ran into him at a record store. If I would be like, "You're Gavin
2: DeGraw," I don't think I could have done that. Like, and I mean, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like she's such a big music fan that yeah. she was, and she's like, it's also been very well established at this point that Peyton is a huge music fan, and she's a huge music fan of all genres, spanning all time periods.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, for her to like, like, of course, she was going to recognize up and coming pop star Gavin DeGraw. Right. Because Peyton probably knew who Gavin DeGraw was before everybody else did.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. What did yep. you say
1: in the scene before? Like, there's I have a lot of moods or something? Like, yeah. 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 About her music? Yeah, collection.
0: exactly. Yeah, because Haley's like, you're all over the map. She's like, I have a lot of moods.
1: Yeah.
0: Good yeah. for her. So yeah, so Peyton invites Gavin DeGraw to perform at this very, you know, would you be interested in playing a much smaller, intimate venue? <laughs> and he's like how small not
2: closed due to the colleges being on break <laughs> well you know
0: hey yeah and he's like well yeah, yeah sure yeah we could do that that's great yeah thanks great cool yeah cut then to Lucas and Keith because we have to finish that up this episode you know Lucas apologizes to Keith for being an awful human being and Keith accepts his apology and they're all good again you know they're great
1: great and Keith locks Lucas in the cellar
0: <laughs> there we go Then we cut to that evening and Peyton comes into Karen's cafe for open mic night. And it's a huge success. There's tons of people and her and Haley have really fun banter and it's adorable. And yeah, so Peyton's there and she goes and sits at a table. It's great. Then Lucas and Brooke walk in and it's all awkward as hell for Peyton. She's just like, Oh God, no, 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 no. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Um, Then Lucas goes to talk to Deb and tells her that she's doing a really great job. And, you know, his mom would be happy. And, you know. And then tells, says something that is really weird to me. Of like, but if you have an issue with me, come tell it. Come talk to me about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, we missed. Okay.
1: We missed the part where Lucas dropped a flyer for the open mic night at uh, Jake Jake's house. And says that they have booster chairs. And I'm like, don't bring yep. a baby to an open mic night.
0: Yep. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Then he does it. Yep. Yep. So yes. But before that Sorry. Do you're good. After he talks to Deb, Lucas then goes over because you know Brooke decides she's gonna go sit with Peyton and they talk. And then Lucas is like, mind if I sit here at the same table with Brooke and Peyton, and Peyton's just like, it's too much, and she runs off. And Peyton and Brooke's like, What's wrong with her? And storms off after her. And then Brooke confronts Peyton outside of the uh, of the cafe, and Peyton admits that she's not cool with the situation. But she doesn't tell her the real reason why. She says it's because she doesn't want to be a third wheel, which we all know that's not true. But that's what she tells Brooke. And Brooke's like, no, you're my best friend. You'll never be a third wheel. It's fine. Great. There's no resolution whatsoever for this one, so then they all just go back inside. Great. But yes, Luke invited Jake Jake to open mic night and you know said, hey, they've got booster chairs. Bring the baby. It's fine. It's fine. You can bring the baby. So Jake Jake does. He comes to open mic night with baby and a guitar and introduces the world to um, Jenny. 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 And everyone's like, What? Jake has a baby? Yep. Brooks words exactly. Jake has a baby, and yeah. Then he sings, and while that's happening, Nathan surprises Haley and is like, "Hey, I cut out of my dad's trip early because my dad's an asshole." And his mom shows up and she's like, "What? Well, I, th- I thought you weren't coming back till tomorrow." And he's like, "Mom, we kept score. What do you think happened?" <laughs> yep. So yeah, yeah. So then Nathan and Haley are all cute together, and they go out to you know listen to Jake. Jake finish up, and you
1: know. this is where I go. Nathan might be a good boyfriend.
2: Maybe, maybe, I, maybe. Maybe.
0: Maybe. maybe, just maybe. And
2: thus begins.
0: Just, just, yeah. yeah. It starts, yeah. But then Jake finishes up, and then Peyton goes to talk to Jake. Jake.
1: And the ADR after Jake Jake finishes this song is truly wild. Like they're not showing any of the people in the cafe. It's just cl- you know a shot on Jake, and but everyone is like, "Wow, oh my oh. <laughs> like so good!" And it it really made me laugh.
0: Yeah, but I will say, you know, Peyton goes to talk to Jake, and it's like something sure. going on there. Is there is there there light at the end of this this tunnel of like, oh, my God, I messed up with Lucas. Maybe Jake Jake. I don't know. Mm -hmm.
1: He says she's got your eyebrows.
0: Yep. Which is if which if that's not a pickup line, I don't know what is. (laughs) Yeah. So then literally right after that, Peyton turns around and ooh there's Gavin DeGraw. Who and makes a like, joke
2: about it not being low-key when the capacity of that cafe is literally 75 people.
0: Literally? And I will say this, and I don't know if you guys noticed this too, so like they set up and of course, he performs I Don't Wanna Be, live in the cafe. Uh, and and he's it. got
2: full backline! Yeah, uh,
0: full backline, full backline.
2: That's a drum kit, for so... People, I will say, hang on, for people who are not music people who, who don't work in the music industry who don't work in the live performance industry full backline means that gavin DeGraw showed up to karen's cafe a cafe that has at this point never showed any signs of being able to hold any sort of music performance whatsoever with a full band and amps and speakers and drums
0: yep not to mention the power to have all of those actually work
2: yes yep. correct yeah not yeah throw the coffee machine.
0: exactly yeah yeah yeah. so yeah he does that but i don't know if you guys noticed and i noticed it tonight when i was watching that literally there are people like outside the window looking in at the cafe watching him perform it's just so (laughs) random i'm like what but there's not like a bunch of people outside at all it's just like five people who are just standing outside (laughs) and it cracked me up anyway while he's playing lucas Goes up to Nathan and Haley and says, you know, hey, the team's going to, you know, he invites Nathan and the team, the Rivercourt, to play because he and the boys are going to come play. And Nathan's like, why would I do that? And Na- and Lucas is like, because it's fun, Nathan. Duh. Then we cut. Well, of course, I don't want to be as playing over the top. We get, yeah. you know, all of the kids at the Rivercourt and super cute scenes with like Brooke and Peyton and Haley with baby Jenny, you know, and there's the Polaroid. That the Polaroid way past staff. for bedtime. Oh, yeah. Jenny's way past her bedtime. It's fine. Whatever. She's
2: a trooper,
1: though. She's not
0: crying. She's being a, be a real trooper. She's being a real trooper. But she's also got three people, three girls to take care of her when, when anything happens. Because, you know, yeah. Brooke, Peyton, and Haley are all there laying on the hood of the car with Jenny. Yeah. And and the Polaroid camera again. And, you know, we get you know really cute moment where, you know, Jake walks over to Peyton again. And Brooke takes a picture. And it's very evident that Jake also likes Peyton. And Brooke says the funny line of well, I guess that that uh explains or that disproves the whole gay thing. I
1: guess.
0: Yeah. yeah, I guess. Jake, Jake is not I, gay. Great, I, great. <laughs> yeah. Then the boys are playing basketball and they're having a really good time. Mouth is, of course, announcing and it's adorable. And then we, you know, then the camera pans over and there's Keith and Whitey in Whitey's car at the river court again watching the boys having fun playing and you know whitey says something about how they've come a long way from when they first were there watching lucas play and it's really sweet and really fun then the last scene we have in the the episode is we're back at the cafe and dan comes into the cafe and he and deb argue Deb just kind of lets him have it. She's like, "Nope, we're just nope, no, 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 nope. We're fucking done. It's done. Whatever." You know, she admits that she's not been the best mother to Nathan, but at least she's trying, and she wants the family to see a therapist. And she gives him an ultimatum about it, and he's not happy about it at all. And that, and it literally is like hard cut. The episode's done. Yeah,
1: hard cut on that lovely little piece of toxic masculinity. Like, yeah, I don't
0: need no head shrinker. I need no head ding, ding ding Yep. So, yeah, so that was the episode. So, yep. And now I will go and explain my whole thing that I think I said a couple weeks ago, maybe about episode ten. And I feel like episode ten in some ways is like a really it could have been an ending to the show Had it been edited differently. Like had this show only been like a half season or whatever, it's ten episodes. I feel like that Rivercourt scene is like the perfect way to end the show, yeah. Because like everybody in one way, shape, or form, is sort of happy. Minus Peyton, but at least she's got the hopeful Jake Jake.
1: I feel like this could have been like a mid-season finale. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. we're going on break for the Christmas.
0: Which fun fact it's not. Yeah, it's not. Which so yeah, but that I mean, that's just my hot take on it. That it's like I love that bookend of we opened the first, you know, the first episode with Keith and Whitey watching the river court from their car. And then we get the end. Of this with them watching. And the boys are actually having fun. They're playing basketball. Everyone gets along. Like Lucas and Nathan are in an okay place. They don't hate yeah. each other. You know. Brooks happy with Lucas. Haley's happy with Nathan. Peyton and Jake Jake. Like you know. It's just. It's a nice little bookend. But.
1: Almost you know, like. That's just me. You said this had been a movie plan. Right? Yes. Almost yep. as if this would have been the end of the movie.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. if this had been a movie. This would be the perfect ending. For the movie, yeah, we've got all the drama. We've got all that stuff. Bam, we've got them all. Sort of happy at the end. We can move on. Yeah, you know, minus the horrible scene at the end with Deb and Dan at the cafe.
1: Yeah, where if that if this would have been a movie, that would have been earlier. Mm -hmm. That confrontation would have been
2: just been earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So anyway, that's my hot take on it. What did you guys think of the episode?
2: I like this episode a lot. I like the. The stuff with I like the stuff with Jake, and I like what you said about. Um, I agree with you about the fact that this is the point in the show when you realize that music is going to become more to the show than just the source for the episode titles,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which yeah. I love. Yeah, um, and it's you know, I think now that you've said it, I see what you mean about how that could have been the end. Mm-hmm. It needed to be. I think where I was like trying to think about it was like the unresolved stuff still being unresolved,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and but you make a good point where like if it had been a movie and not a TV show, it's all things that could have easily been resolved. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um And yeah, I just.
0: I mean, we're at the point in this series where it's like we know the characters, we know what's going on. And now it's just, it's let the good times roll. Like we don't have, we don't have to worry about like, we don't know what's going on with these characters because the one thing that showed us so well is let us know what our characters are thinking and let us feel for them about what they're feeling and thinking and how they feel about the situation and going forward. So it's like, we're at the point now where I think from now, at least now until the end of this first season, it's just, it's, it's fun times going forward of like, this is what happens, the episodes and all this stuff. And, you know, more drama happens, obviously, but it's like, it's just fun. It's not work at this point. Yeah, I agree. Jesse,
1: Yeah, no, I I enjoyed this episode. I liked, I think one thing I do enjoy about this show is it does a really good job of keeping all the storylines really clear cut. Like I feel like in a in a less well executed show, the fact that there are like four or five, like arguably B plots in this show, like would get really hard to keep track of. But like you were saying, you know all the characters so well. It's cut and directed okay to the point where you can keep track of everyone, mm-hmm. and that, I think really shown this episode. I think I think it was, this episode was just fun it was it was it was bucket you know the show was <laughs> bucket
0: <laughs> oh my god i think i'm coming up with a rating system it's like was this was this episode a bucket or was it not i
1: think the show was pretty bucket um, this, this
0: episode was bucket yep. yeah
1: no and yep. i mean did i sing all of i don't want to be perfect yes. like the entire time did i stop taking notes for the most part at the end of the episode because I was just singing. Yes. Um, no, I I I I mean, yeah.
0: And that's the thing that I love. That last scene is just so much fun to watch. They're all just having a good time. They're all, you know, all of them are being friendly. They're all being nice. They're all enjoying themselves. It's just good good, clean, wholesome fun while you have a baby out past probably 10 or 11 o'clock at night. It's fine. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, because that's the other thing about Gavin DeGraw showing up is if Gavin DeGraw just played a fucking show, it's at least 10.30. Oh, right? yeah. At, at least. least. It's at least 10.30 yeah. when Gavin DeGraw shows up.
0: Like we it's said, he set up the back line. He's not out performing just one song and checking out. He's done like, you know, at least a half hour set. At right. least.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah but yeah anything else to add
2: no no.
0: alrighty well then that about does it for us guys thank you so much for listening and as always don't forget to like the podcast rate it five stars subscribe to it follow us all on our social medias with that and you know as always send us an email at onwednesdayspod at gmail.com and we will see you guys next week for another episode of One Tree Hill bye